The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome to the Acme Packing Company podcast feed. This is Tex Western from Friday at the 2024 NFL Scouting Combine. Thanks for joining us. Um, had to skip a mini pod yesterday, but I'm going to break down all of Thursday's events as well as the interviews from this morning on Friday today. Uh, starting off Thursday, we had the DBs and tight ends in the room uh, with the media doing their thing. Um, started off really with the safety group and a couple of really good interviews in the room. Um, I want to start with Wake Forest's Malik Mustafa. He's a guy who transferred from Richmond to Wake Forest two years ago and had two years playing at the FBS level and, and the Power 5 level. A real versatile guy. Um, he's a little smaller, a little thicker body type, about 5'10", 210 pounds or so. Um, but he said his his coaches really let him play all over the field, played a lot deep uh, in the post. He played a lot in the box. He played a lot of slot snaps as well. And certainly the, the versatility to play all those different positions is something that uh, he, he feels is, is certainly very important to show NFL teams right now. That was kind of one of the big themes really with the whole safety group was just talking about versatility, talking about how important it is to be able to play in the slot lineup um, against slot receivers, blitz from the slots, as well as uh, being able to play kind of the more conventional box and, and post safety positions. So Mustafa's an interesting guy to watch. Um, I'll certainly be keeping an eye on him as he works out this afternoon on Friday. Uh, if he tests well, again, a little shorter than the Packers tend to go for um, in the defensive backfield, but he's a, a little bit of a, a bigger body. I think um, there's, a, there's some real potential there. Another guy who was a very good interview, Javon Bullard, one of the safeties from the University of Georgia. Uh, just a, a real charismatic guy. Um, also sort of, you know, talked about that versatility. Um, used a lot deep, used a lot in the slot as well. But um, Bullard could be kind of either Bullard or Mustafa, maybe in that late day two range as potential uh, potential Packers picks. Certainly with Green Bay having five picks in the top 100, uh, two each in the second and third rounds, that's going to give them some flexibility to potentially address the safety position. Uh, those two were, again, a couple of great interviews. The other one that I wanted to call out was a Tyler Newbin from Minnesota, who's kind of jockeying for position to be one of the top safeties potentially taken in the, in this April's draft. Newbin had um, a lot of you know a lot of good comments to to, to provide, but one of the things that um, he was talking about at length was uh, the reason he chose number twenty-seven. Uh, as his number in Minnesota. And it's because his uncle, Steve King, 
who uh, played at Michigan with Charles Woodson in the defensive backfield, um, War 27, um, was a real big influence on Newbin growing up in the Chicago area. Uh, his uncle Steve King passed away, unfortunately, from um, a, a sudden heart condition uh, about 10 years ago or so. He was a local high school football coach, and, and Newbin really credited him with instilling a love of football and, and really kind of developing him as a, as a youngster and uh, said that, that wearing 27 is certainly very important to him as a result of that. So great, uh, great kid. Newman's certainly a, a ball hawk, um, did a lot of, um, had a lot of interceptions, pass breakups from the deep safety position. But again, that versatility piece was, um, was something he brought up as well. And, and it seems like that's something that all of the safeties are getting coached, uh, coached up on to, to really talk about this week. Moving over to the cornerback position, a couple of names stand out with some potential Packers connections. Um, Cooper DeGene, the Iowa corner, he's probably the you know one of the most frequently mocked players to the Packers so far in this draft draft process. Um, he's not going to be working out. He's still dealing with um, an injury that he suffered late in the season, uh, fibula injury, so lower leg thing. But he's hoping he should be ready to go and, and work out fully at Iowa's pro day. Cooper DeGene is extremely polished uh, as a as an interview uh, candidate or uh, and at the podium. Um, certainly comes from an Iowa program where they prepare guys for um, for the entire part of or the entirety of the pre draft process and um, very kind of emotionless, actually robotic. I think is is a word I used to describe him yesterday, and just really didn't didn't show any sort of um, emotion or, or anything. Um, he did get asked right off the bat. Someone uh, someone asked him what it's like to to be a white cornerback, and he didn't take any sort of bait on that, and and just um, kind of ignored it, and, and and just said, "Yeah, I'm just a cornerback. I'm gonna go out and do my job." So, be interesting to follow Dejean if he what, what position he ends up playing in the NFL. Certainly, um, he has cornerback or safety size, a little over six foot, um, two hundred and change so the size is there to play either either position uh play in the slot um he can certainly be a fit there just about anywhere in in the secondary for um for any number of teams and then uh, the other corner corner who was a particularly interesting interview was max melton the younger brother of packers receiver bo melton um interesting kind of learning about their relationship with one another um Max didn't actually play corner until his last year of uh, high school. And so growing up, it wasn't like the two guys were, were really going after each other and competing against one another. Uh, they were actually both wide receivers through most of, uh, most of their youth and, and through high school. And so they were actually working with one another rather than, um, rather than kind of working opposite the, the, their brother um, in practice and drills and things. It wasn't really until, the, until Max got to Rutgers um, where Bo was uh, two years older than him and, and two years down the line. Um, and Max had, had finally moved to corner and was playing corner for, uh, for Rutgers, that the two guys were actually really able to line up against one another on a regular basis. Um, but he did say, Max said that uh, most of the Rutgers guys knew that there was nobody else that uh, was going to get the one-on-ones in practice with Bo other than him. He wasn't going to let any of his other teammates uh, do that. And so it was, it was fun to, to, to hear him talk about um, just the relationship that those two guys had. He said when, uh, when Bo Melton scored his touchdown against the 49ers in the playoffs, um, Max said he threw his phone across the room because he was so excited for his brother, uh, even though, interestingly, um, Max said he grew up a 49ers fan. Um, 
So certainly an interesting uh, connection there. Um, Melton weighed in today, this Friday, at about 5'11", 187. So that's probably tall enough for, for the Packers, and, and they like their corners closer to um, – usually closer to 200 pounds, but um, that's just kind of along the Jair Alexander um, size, just a little bit more height. So certainly could be in the mix for the Packers somewhere in, uh, in maybe the, the end of day two, early day three. See how he runs today as well. Um, so we'll, we'll certainly be keeping an eye on that, and, and we'll be uh, talking about that throughout the afternoon on Friday here. Um, moving on from interviews on Thursday to Thursday's workouts, um, some of the guys that I talked about on the, the Wednesday pod when we, um, after having interviewed some of the front seven guys, there were some some great, great workouts. Um, 40 times were, were up um, really across the board. It was, it was a good group uh, of linebackers, Dean Lineman, um, and really starting with the linebacker position, um, mentioned Peyton Wilson out of NC State last time. Um, he set the pace for, for the entire day with a 4.43 40-yard dash. Great time for him. Um, long, lean guy, 6'4", 234-ish. Um, but he, he moved real well and, and was real explosive out of his, uh, out of his stance. Uh, Edifuan Ulofosio, the Washington Got kid who uh, talked to at length had a great great workout as well. Uh, ran a four five six at just under two hundred and forty pounds, um, and was super explosive too. He had a almost a forty inch vertical, which was one of the best of the linebackers, and a ten foot eight broad jump, which was also among the best at the position. Um, overall, next gen stats gave him um, the fifth best overall combine uh, athleticism score, and he ended up with um, an RAS of about nine point five. So certainly, you know, showing himself out well uh, with a really good performance. Um, he's an older player, again, played six years at Washington, um, be, will be 24 on draft day. But a player like that in the mid-rounds, um, you know, could very well be a day one contributor on defense for, for a team like the Packers. Uh, moving on to defensive line, uh, interior linemen especially, the, the story of the day was Braden Fisk out of Florida State, um, transfer out of Western Michigan, local guy here in Indiana um, from, from near the uh, Indiana-Michigan border. But he absolutely blew up the combine and, and certainly had the best day, really, of anybody. Um, at 6'4 and 292 pounds, he ran a 4'7, 840. Um, absurd. And then had a, a real good shuttle time at that size as well of, of 4.37 seconds. Anything under 4'4 at, at that size is phenomenal. Um, and then also had almost a 10-foot broad jump, 33-and-a-half-inch vert. Um, Braden Fisk is a guy that you could, you could look at now as making some noise, and, and he had a real good year again at Florida State uh, in his final season. Um, he could be knocking on the door with, with numbers like this of potentially being a fringe first-round candidate. Um, Packers could certainly potentially look at a guy like that in, uh, in maybe the second round. He'd be... Maybe a candidate to be like a, a three-tech um, interior lineman. Certainly not going to be a, a nose, but um, could kind of be a, a rotational three-tech guy. Just a matter of, you know, if the if the value lines up and if the Packers actually want to invest more in the defensive line, which looks like it's a it's actually a fairly deep group of interior linemen at this point. Uh, another one to mention, Chris Jenkins from Michigan had a real good uh, 40 time of 4.91 seconds. He had a, a, a little... 
bit of a, a significantly short, uh, slower shuttle, actually, about 4.8 seconds than compared to Fisk being under 4.4. Um, but certainly Jenkins was, was explosive, good vert, good broad, and, and doing that all at about 6'3 and 300 pounds. So guy can move. Um, again, com- comparatively to his, his dad versus his uncle, uh, Chris Jenkins and Colin Jenkins, still think he, he moves more, more like Colin, um, partially just that you know, they're similar body sizes. But, uh, but yeah, the younger Chris is, uh, was moving pretty well, especially in, uh, in a straight line in, in, in terms of his explosiveness. And then moving over to the edge group, a couple guys to mention there. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see which of the two top edge guys goes first. Dallas Turner out of Alabama, Jared Verse out of Florida State. Both of those guys had pretty darn good um, performances. Turner really opens opens some eyes with four four six, one of the fastest times of anybody all day long. Um, he was six foot three, two hundred forty seven pounds. Um, great, great ten yard split, crazy explosiveness. He jumped over forty inches in the vertical, um, and and certainly putting his stamp on um, on trying to be the first edge rusher taken in the draft. And then Jared Verse, the Florida State guy, um, also you know big, tall, long guy, 6'4", 254, ran in under 4'6", 4'5", for his time, and also had some good explosiveness numbers. Uh, shuttle and cone drill for, for Verse, he was one of the few guys who did actually run it yesterday. Um, there was only a handful of players really at any of the positions that did the agility drills. This is continuing a trend that we've been seeing over the last several years now. But um, Verse did do them. Um, didn't put up great times. Seven three one in the three cone, four 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 in the shuttle. Again, that's a slower shuttle than uh, than Fisk ran um, at about forty pounds heavier than than Verse was. But uh, Verse did also then go out and put up thirty one reps on the bench press today and um, really get a give a, a, a good explosiveness and and strength um, score for for his combine performance. So. Again, very interested to see which one of those two guys goes first. Um, seems like right now both of them are probably in the top 15 conversation. Um, would expect both to, to go off the board somewhere in that range, um, not lasting past maybe the, the 15th pick or so. And then one other name to mention, um, Chop Robinson, the Penn State line, uh, edge rusher, defensive end. Um, he ran a fantastic 40 as well. I believe it was a 4-4-4. Um, 448 was the the official number for for Chop Robinson, but he could be kind of a fringe uh, bottom of the first round player, um, mid to late first round, and also um, again solid vertical, solid broad jump. Um, so another kind of in that same sort of mold as Verse, about six three two fifty four. So that's a little bit of a, a look at the workouts. Um, again, we'll get a. I'm going to be down at Lucas Oil today to get a first hand look at the defensive backs. So we'll see how some of those um, those guys who were in the interview room yesterday uh, perform down on, on the field. But certainly workouts starting at 3 o'clock. Um, by the time you listen to this, that may be underway or, or wrapped up. But I uh, can break down a little bit of that later on. Moving on, we'll wrap up by looking at Friday's interview. So today we had the quarterbacks, receivers, and running backs who came into the room. Um, with the Packers, certainly I was focusing more on some interesting running back prospects, but uh, did sit in on on a handful of quarterback and wide receiver pressers. And 
Um, certainly Caleb Williams is one of the big stories of, of this whole combine and his decision not to work out, not to even do the medical testing here in Indy was, is something that's been really picked apart. And, uh, somebody, he was asked right off the bat if, uh, if he was scared to compete against the other quarterbacks and, and had certainly a very rehearsed answer knew something like that was going to be coming. But, um, what's interesting is he did say he will go through any of the medical testing that teams that bring him in for a top 30 in-person visit want him to go through. But it's just an interesting, unusual strategy that I can't recall ever hearing before of, of only being willing to do private medicals with individual teams rather than go through the full barrage of testing here uh, in Indianapolis so that everybody has access to the same, uh, the same information. Um, Michael Penix from Washington had some is is just a real interesting guy um six-year guy came out of the university of indiana um and then transferred out to washington after you know several years with injuries um obviously led the helped lead washington to the national title game this year but um he uh he had a pretty good line when somebody asked him if if he had heard that people were saying his draft stock was slipping he says what like people are saying that like are they are they actually saying that? I don't know. I don't know. I've never heard that. So um, Penix was good though. Talked a lot about his receivers: um, Roma Dunze, Jalen Polk, uh, Jalen McMillan. Um, big group of guys here from from the University of Washington. Um, very large contingent. Odunze was a, a fun interview as well. He's um, just a, a again a real charismatic guy. Maybe one of the best. Uh, best lines of the day came from Adunze, who was asked if he could land a plane in an emergency, and uh, very much appreciate his uh, self awareness and said, "No, we're we're going down. All souls are perished in that case." So appreciate a guy with uh, with good self awareness and, and a, a good sense of humor. Speaking of that, moving on to the running backs, um, one of the the best interviews today was Audric Estime out of Notre Dame. Um, bigger back kind of power guy, uh, Notre Dame, obviously a, a, a big, you know, a kind of a pro pro ready program an offensive scheme and did a lot of, um, a lot of everything at, at Notre Dame including a lot of pass protection, but, uh, estimate was, was eager to talk about his, uh, secret hobbies as he called it. Um, he's got a lot of interesting, uh, passions and things off the football field talks about how he really likes to cook, how he, uh, he likes to sing. And um, kind of gave an example of both of those today. Said, uh, I asked him what his go-to meal to impress somebody would be. And he said uh, definitely cooking up a steak or, or ribeye was, would be his go-to. And then um, somebody asked him what song he'd, uh, he'd sing for karaoke. Um, and he basically was like, I'll, I'll sing anything. What do you want me to sing? And so somebody mentioned, all right, well, sing, sing a few bars of Sweet Caroline. So he led the whole media scrum in a, uh, a little a quick chorus of Sweet Caroline which I don't think I've ever heard a player uh, actually get the entire media group to, to sing along with him in a presser. So that was a first. Um, but certainly an interesting potential um, big power back for, for a team like the Packers um, could be a good fit there. Speaking of that type of back, Braylon Allen, the Wisconsin running back, was up there talking for a little bit. Um, had some some fun comments about the the post where he, he put up a picture of himself when he was 17 um, in the weight room and uh, got some real good replies from from other athletes, especially around Wisconsin. J.J. Watt uh, posted the picture of, of him looking 
fairly skinny at the age of 17 and uh alan laughed about that a little bit and he said his actual his favorite reply was from brewers christian yelich who who posted a, a pretty good picture of, of him at 17 years old uh tweeted that out on the acme packing company account uh, earlier today so um, he had a good laugh about that but alan um again big guy has has played at a very you know big weight you know up in the 240s close to 250 at wisconsin but I asked him on what he think is, thinks his ideal playing weight is. He said probably more like 230 to 240. Anywhere in the 230s is probably where he said he feels like he'd be his, at his best. And that would be down a little bit from, from where he was playing for much of his career in, in, at Wisconsin. Uh, finally, and kind of an under-the-radar guy that I wanted to mention is Isaiah Davis out of South Dakota State. And certainly if that program... Uh, rings a bell that's where the Packers drafted Tucker Craft out of in the third round of last year's draft um, defend, back-to-back defending national champions I believe in FCS um, and that was something that uh, the Davis was was real proud of and, and passionate about and um, you know wanting to, to make sure to stay uh, stay there instead of move on and, and have some opportunities to transfer but uh, really put a stamp on the program had back-to-back huge huge seasons as the starting running back and um, he's also got a couple of his offensive linemen from SDSU who are here with him um, this week as well. Might get a chance to, to talk to one or two of them tomorrow. But uh, I did ask Davis about, about Kraft. Um, said certainly it was exciting to, to see one of his former teammates really break out a little bit down, down the stretch. And I asked him specifically about those hurdles if, uh, if he knew that that was something that, that Kraft could do. Um, he said he didn't, hadn't really seen that um, in college, but um, knew he was knew that Kraft was a real good athlete. But um, Davis himself is is an, another bigger back, um, maybe just shy of six foot, but about two hundred twenty pounds. So he's a um, you know a little bit of a power guy, but he's got some speed to him. I'll I'll be very curious to see how he works out tomorrow, and that could be another guy who could be. Uh, in the mix, maybe in those mid rounds, somewhere early on day three of the draft for the Packers. So we'll wrap it up there. Um, thanks for joining us again. We'll be out at uh, at the combine the rest of the day today, and uh, we'll try to get a, a few quotes from some offensive linemen tomorrow before we wrap it up from here. And then certainly uh, the offensive players will be working out um, in the stadium tomorrow and then on Sunday wrapping up with the offensive linemen. Keep it at Acme Packing Company for everything related to the Combine. Thanks as always for joining us and listening and go Pack Go! More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder. But you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.